0: Hello, happy Russell Westbrook Day, and welcome to OKC Chatter, where three Thunder fanatics will break down every dunk, buzzer beater, and triple-double the team throws down. Ask us questions, we'll answer anything. Thanks for the listen, cheers, and thunder up.
1: Hey, what's up? What's going on, man? How you doing? Good. It's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. Had to take a little break after that. Didn't want to see the NBA Finals. (laughs) Stopped
0: crying and uh, the inevitable happened. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone saw that coming. Yep. But uh, yeah, I apologize. Uh, life's been busy. Uh, this, this this new addition to my family, this, this little kid's kicking my ass. I'm not <laughs> sleeping at all. So, well, congrats. Uh,
1: well, it's, it's a different stage of life, but
0: I'm happy. <laughs> That's good. Alright, let's do this.
1: You want to get right into the draft? I don't know. There's not a lot to talk about, I guess, but there's. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So this this might
0: be. When did we last uh, stop? Uh, Have we talked about the end of the season and exit interviews?
1: Um. I don't know. I don't.
0: I don't think we did. So I kind of wanted to sum it up and then we could transition. Oh sure. Uh, End of the season sucked. Uh, Watching the the last uh, thirty seconds for us, brick a bunch of threes. Paul George getting that no call, uh, and then Paul George having a no show in that game was really rough. Um, but exit interviews, I think, give us hope, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about this uh, in the future. But Paul George has maintained that uh, he likes OKC, and he's open to dialogue with Presti. And I'm sure we'll dive into this deeper. But kind of since the news dropped a few hours ago, I wanted to touch on this. Uh, Mella said he's not going to sacrifice anything um
1: and we just found out a few minutes ago that he's not gonna uh opt out he's definitely gonna opt in for his 27.8 million um so i don't know what do you what do you think about that i don't know i'm i mean i'm not surprised that he's opting in <laughs> yeah. but that's what i said too i'm not high i
0: knew he's gonna have yeah. 28 million dollars that's what i would do um mm-hmm. but i don't know um it, I guess so I'm seeing all this this mellow bashing on Twitter and on Facebook and it's completely warranted uh, with the way he played uh, in the playoffs and some of the some of the deficiencies he has on the defensive end and him not being exactly what he thought but I mean if you just take a step back at it and I were to tell you we're gonna pay mellow close to 50 million dollars but it'll get Westbrook to sign the super max extension and it will allow the Thunder to keep Paul George for uh, another year or possibly more years. Would you bite the bullet on that? Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of what I'm thinking. Obviously, there's some issues that need to be figured out, like Billy Donovan has to be able to pull Melo, and Melo's got to be like a ceremonial starter where he plays the opening minutes, and then they pull him five or six minutes in the first quarter, and then he basically anchors the bench uh until the second half and they starts again and then anchors the bench and then doesn't close. Like I'm fine with that as long as he convinced Russ to sign the Supermax, which from what I've heard in the rumblings, like that was a big like Russ was impressed with them getting Paul George and then Mello. Um and Mello and Paul George were friends and, with Russ. And if it keeps Paul George enticed and excited about the Thunder then uh, I'm okay with it uh, as long as he doesn't play as much as he did last year
1: mmm I agree a,
0: I don't know it's kind of like a sunk cost on the court but if the uh recruiting pitch to our two all- stars that we want uh is beneficial then I think it's worth it and then 28 million dollars comes off the book next year
2: mm, yeah that's
0: that's just my rant because I've seen a whole bunch of uh Twitter bashing which is justified but I just want I just wanted to throw that out there that on the court might not be worth that or it's definitely not worth that, but if it if it keeps uh these guys, uh Russ and P G signing extensions or, or signing with us then I'm all for it. hmm So plus I just, I just bought a hoodie mellow sweatshirt. I do not to, to throw that away. Me too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right right at the end of the season. I should have bought it a little earlier. <laughs> yeah. So my question is, if uh, he does decide, or if he does opt in, which he looks like he's going to, and he wants a buyout, that can happen right all the way up until the beginning of the season.
0: Yeah, I think it's up till I saw something earlier, like till September one. Okay. It's like a cutoff date when it becomes like guaranteed on the books uh, versus the buyout, uh, whatever we save, okay. uh, It doesn't go towards next season. It's kind of complicated. I would uh, refer you to. Um, Uh, John Hamm on Twitter. Uh, He's the salary cap guru for the uh, the Thunder. Uh, He tweets out a bunch of stuff, so I just kind of follow him. uh, It's it's way too deep into the books. I'm not a lawyer. uh, I'm not going to read all that uh, information. Um, But yeah, so we got a couple of options. And basically, so this is interesting. uh, And then I'm going to tell you how depressing it is, too. Um, But the the Dwight Howard trade is essentially going to become a buyout. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, teams like Charlotte and and some of these other teams, Portland, maybe Charlotte again, um, they're looking to take on extra salary this year to get off of, like, three- and four-year deals down the line. Um, So, the kicker is with Melo, it's got to be a... uh, He's got a no-trade clause, but if he's getting bought out anyway, then he shouldn't really care where we trade him to, and then he can get bought out and go to the Cavs or... I don't know, the Heat or the Houston Rockets uh, contender uh, for the minimum. So if we buy him out for twenty to $22 million and tr- or, or trade him to a team that's willing to buy him out for that, and then he hits the open market and signs the uh, non-taxpayer mid-level, which is like $8.1 million. I mean, he's made $30 million this year. Uh, so he can make more money if he wants out of OKC if he just... Allows us to trade him to whatever takes him. The problem is that Thunder will have to take on extra money. Yeah. Um. So that, that's kind of the kicker there. Do the Thunder want to do that? If Paul George comes back, then absolutely. Uh, try and get something beneficial. I don't. I don't really know what's what's out there. Um. But if he's not coming back, then I think the Thunder are just going to bite the bullet because. Someone's got to be the secondary scorer next year, and I guess it'll be Melo if Paul George leaves. But that's, that's a
1: doomsday scenario. It's hard to tell oh. for me with Melo if you, if he's more into the money or the rings.
0: No, I, I think it's still money because I think yeah. he still believes he's got like three to five more years, and I guarantee the last two or three years of his career he'll, he'll get a Golden State or something like that. Yeah, that's that. what it seems like. Um, so, doomsday scenario, I'll just throw this out there because I've seen it on Twitter and now it seems completely, it, it's now like seeped into my brain and now I'm like panicking about it It's it's like Howard's going to get bought out and take a minimum to replace JaVale McGee in the starting lineup for the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's just, that's just terrible. It makes me very angry.
1: Yeah, he'd um, probably fit there pretty good actually. No, absolutely. He would do nothing
0: but just, just stand there, just kind of. Block a couple of shots and get free dunks. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens with Mello, but yeah, it, it was a it was kind of a foregone co- conclusion. He's not going to turn down twenty eight million to make eight to ten million next year. Like on the open market, not a lot of teams have money. So what is he going to get? Five to eight million. I mean, think about this. Lou Williams signed an eight million dollar contract with the Clippers. Right. If Mello were to hit free agency, do you think anyone's going to pay him more than $8 million after the playoffs that
1: he had? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah,
0: so it'd be a huge hit. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it'll be interesting. I don't think anything will happen until we know about <laughs> all the dominoes, probably LeBron and Paul George. And,
2: yep.
0: I feel like we'll talk later about free agency like Kawhi and uh, Paul George and uh, LeBron, but I think the Domino's will fall first there, and then we'll figure something out if they will buy or buy out Melo or trade him to a buyout candidate, and then he can go where he wants. But we'll
1: see. Mm-hmm.
0: So what you got? What, what do we want to dive into?
1: Do we want to talk about their draft picks? I don't have a lot of information yeah. about them, but we can leave.
0: Yeah, okay. So I, I've, I've got some stuff, and then so uh, totally give credit to a bunch of these other people. I've, I I went for a very, very long run this afternoon so immediately listened to the uh, the Dream Team pod uh, with Ham and Schlecht, and, uh, and they didn't call it this, but the, the, the phrasing uh, was there. I know Andrew said it once, and it kind of stuck in my head. He said they took a swing on some wings. So I feel like uh, Sam Presti's uh, draft night, thankfully, he didn't draft uh, – a center, uh, like a Dakari. He just, he basically swung on wings. So swing for wings was Sam Presti's motto last night. (laughs) Um, Basically, you can't lose with a second round pick.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And he went after three totally different ones, but they all have some upside. So if one of them just becomes like a rotation player, then it's a home run win. Um, So do we want to go into them? Sure. Okay. So the, the first one, which uh, we didn't know about until I, – I, I'll just be upfront Honest, I'm running low on sleep, so I fell asleep at the beginning of the second round. So I woke up to, like, your text, and then everything else at, like, 2 in the morning when the baby started crying. Uh, and I finally saw what happened with the thunder. Um, so the first the, – the last one, but the, the first one, they, they traded, and we don't know what it is because it can't be completed until July 6th. But they got, uh, I'm going to butcher this name, but um, Hamdi, Hamadou Diallo, yeah, which is the, uh, the Kentucky wing that, that is just freakishly athletic. He was going to come out of the draft last year, and I remember listening to local radio here, and people were like talking about swinging for him with the 21 pick that we picked Ferguson. Like, no shit a year ago, I was driving home from work and people were talking about this on local uh, Thunder Radio about going for him. Um, and he broke the record for, like, the biggest vertical. It was, like, 44 inches or something crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this year, I only put up, like, 40 or 41. Um, but basically, we're getting a uh, a Grant Robertson type Extremely athletic, projects to be uh, a solid defender, um, can run in transition, all dunk lineup, but uh, barely any shooting. Um, I wouldn't say barely. He shot 33%, which isn't great by any stretch of the means, but I don't know. That's better than Robertson, so I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, he could have been a potential first-round pick, but he, he fell and the Thunder took a risk on him. Um, so I think the first first win, extreme athleticism and defense, and if they, he can become a shooter, then uh, he could be, I mean, he could have the best upside out of anyone, which he could be a, a, a decent NBA player if they get lucky. Uh, the second one, so as in, uh, I went to Virginia Tech, so I'm an ACC guy, so I actually got to watch. Uh, and uh, granted, my mom went to UVA, uh, my wife went to Tech, her brother went to UVA, um, so there's a lot of Virginia rivalry and hate. So every single UVA Tech game, I watched with uh, some intent. Devin Hall uh, is the point guard combo car or combo guard uh, from UVA. I think he's. 6'5", maybe 6'6". Six, six.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the reason why I like him is he his assist-to-turnover ratio is insane. It was very, very good. I don't have the number in front of me, uh, but he was very smart with the ball. Um, and UDA played in a system that's like the complete opposite of Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so when Westbrook's on the floor, we just f and we fly. You want to run pace, you want to score quickly and get out on the break. And, like, when Westbrook's off the floor, it's, it's just hypothetically hope that Paul George comes back. If they're both off the floor, what do you want to do? I feel like you want to run a jazz-style offense where you slow everything down, you don't let the other team get possessions. And uh, this guy was in the UVA system where they basically just held on to the ball to the last second and, and worked it around for a good shot. So I feel like that's exactly what you want. You just want to stall long enough so the other team doesn't get many possessions while our two all-stars are off the floor. Mm. Um, and he shot 43% from three last year. Yeah, I was
1: gonna add that. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. So we got a shooter that's good with the ball and can slow the pace down. Which, for a second unit, uh, granted, I don't, I don't know if he'll even like make the blue or even get on the OKC roster as a two-way contract. But hypothetically, if he does, that's kind of what you want. Just a change of pace and just buy time for when our two all-stars come back. So, so I don't know. I, I felt like that was a, a, a solid swing.
2: Mm-hmm. And then the
0: last one is Kevin Herbie, who I had no clue who he was until I started doing research. And he was in the, the Sun Belt. He was player of the year, I think, two years ago. Uh, small forward, and I think he's got a, I think he's like six seven with a six two wingspan. But the the kid can score. Um, he put up like twenty two points a game. He's a rebounder. Um, if he just gets a little bit bigger uh, or a little bit stronger, uh, I think he could be a, a, a real fit and a need for the Thunder, especially if they need a backup small forward. Well, he just has the length and athleticism.
1: Yeah. Shut off for a second. Uh,
0: that's all good. Um, I don't know where we were. Um,
1: Talking about, uh... uh the
0: Kevin, Kevin Harvey, yeah. Kevin,
1: yeah. Uh, basically, he's just a lanky,
0: uh, small forward that has got good size, can rebound, and can score. The problem was he had multiple ACL surgeries, so he kind of dropped. Um... So I don't know. So basically, for second-round picks, probably none of them will pan out and do anything for the Thunder. Um, But I feel like Presti saw a need. We just need wings, and he picked three different ones and is hoping that one of them will, will pan out. So honestly, I think it was a great draft for late in the second round. You don't know what, you're not guaranteed anything. And probably nothing's going to work out, but he tried three different variations of a position of need, and hopefully one pans out.
1: Mm-hmm. That Bleacher Report, I don't know how good they are, but they gave us uh, an A-plus rating on Devin Hall, a A-minus on that Diallo or however you say his name. And then on Kevin Hervey, uh, B minus. Okay. So I don't know yeah, I, how good no, they are I, with their I, rankings, but.
0: No, I trust the report. Uh, I think they're pretty solid about their rankings. But yeah, I, w- I would say it was a really good draft night for the Thunder. Uh, honestly, like, all of us were hoping they'd somehow trade Kyle Singler into the first <laughs> round, but uh, that's not going to happen. I don't even think uh, Patrick Patterson or Brinas or Tiford would get you into the to the the lower stages of the uh, first round um so I, I think and, and honestly I thought they would just kind of trade the, the picks away for cash because if scenario happens that Paul George and Melo come back I mean even second round picks are going to cost way more with the luxury tax
2: mm-hmm.
0: um but again swing for wings if you take three different ones position a need uh, And one of them pans out. You you count it as a win. So, I like it. Plus, uh, I heard a lot of people saying this, and I completely agree. Like, the dude, uh, Diallo's freakishly athletic, and he played for Kentucky. And you just, like, Duke and Kentucky players that have some upside, just take a swing on them, especially if it's a second-round pick. God knows Calipari and Shashevsky can coach maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe there's something to that and it translates
1: yeah that's a great point anything else on the draft
0: yeah yeah so you and I have been texting you want to go over uh, who you thought had the best night and um, what your favorite pick was
1: sure yeah I'd probably have to say uh, Phoenix ah, damn it
0: okay yeah <laughs> Uh, so I kind of, I would absolutely agree with you. Uh, I think uh, Aiden, uh, I was, I, honestly, I probably would have gone for uh, Luka Doncic mm-hmm. just because, I mean, a 19-year-old that's gotten an MVP in the second best uh, basketball league in the world and has set all these records. Um, and remember, they played the Thunder. Uh that that preseason game where the Thunder won by one when Josh Guestel had a block and we all thought like wow they're going to lose to this European team in preseason <laughs> and the sky was falling mm-hmm. he was on that team um but yeah I, watching some highlights of Aiden and then just i don't know i already love him because uh, and Bede's talking shit to him um and he's already like a confident cocky person too i don't know i just feel like it's going to start a great rivalry between him and Embiid, and it'll just be fun to watch as, like, a, uh, I would say an uh, impartial viewer, but I don't know. I, I might be rooting for Aiden just because
1: Embiid's uh, talked a lot of shit to Westbrook. So, <laughs> Yep. Then they got um, uh, Bridges, too, didn't they?
0: Oh, that was such a sad thing. ESPN hyped it up, like, Bridges' mom works for the 76ers. <laughs> And he's coming home. And he's he's staying in his hometown. And then all of a sudden, Woj drops that bomb that he, the Philadelphia like drafted him. Was this heartwarming like family reunion and <laughs> shipped him off? Um, but he's good. The, the kick and ball. He shot. I remember just just I was texting you about this. Yeah. Like, Villanova is like the Golden State Warriors of the college basketball world. They were just passing the ball everywhere, yeah. just draining threes. I know DiVincenzo killed you all guys, but yeah. uh, but the just the overall bridges going into the championship game was just on fire um so Aiden and bridges and then they got this uh doba oka Oka-doba? Oka-doba? i i don't know aoka doba uh some point guard uh that apparently is uh pretty pretty good at passing in the uh the first pick of the second round. Um, so I don't know. If this kid is any good, which they say he could have gone a little bit higher, I mean, you could have this Okadoba, Okadoba, uh, then you've got Devin Booker, Bridges, Josh Jackson, and Aiden.
2: Mm-hmm. I
0: mean, that's a, that's a like an all-rookie lineup besides Booker, but Booker's still really young and have a ton of upside. Like, the Suns could be fun in like three or four years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's the kid from France, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I
0: thought. Or, or even if they somehow, like, package a deal and get, uh, I don't know if they're willing to take on contract. I, I don't like him, but, I mean, he seems to be the most available point guard right now is Dennis Schroeder. Like, throw, like, a, an NBA point guard as their point guard with Booker, Bridges, Jackson, and Aiden. I mean, that's a fun team. Mm-hmm. There's, there's going to be no defense. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't know. I thought I loved everything that the Suns did. I, I thought they got Aiden, who is who who has the possibility to be a game-changing center. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, but I I do want to caveat that I feel like in today's NBA, you need to go for a point guard or a wing uh, that's once a, a generational. If you've got a generational center or a generational point guard or wing, you need to go for point guard wing because that's the way the NBA is shifted.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I can't really argue with it but I just feel like they uh they made moves that kind of uh, fit everything uh, around Booker. Mm-hmm.
1: So what do you think about Atlanta's move to trade for Trey Young? <sighs> okay, I, I I liked it.
0: Um I, I thought it was Okay, so I I think it's I think it was perfect. Like I love the backcourt of uh, Doncic and um
1: God, what's his name? The uh Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith,
0: yeah. That's going to be so much fun to watch. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Especially now that they didn't draft a big, so the Mavs are now going to throw max money at uh, Clint Capella and uh, Boogie Cousins and just really screw over one of those teams, which helps the Thunder. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'm all in for that. Throw a max at Clint Capella and screw the Rockets over. Oh, sidebar, uh, real quick, there's rumors coming up that Chris Paul's uh, starting to have some... uh, some disgruntle and anger with the Rockets. They don't want to pay him the Supermax, even though when he uh, said he would come there, they kind of did a wink-wink handshake that that, uh, they would pay him that Supermax. So any little thing that just hurt the Rockets or the the Pelicans to help the Thunder, because I feel like the Thunder have had some bad breaks.
1: I know he's recruiting LeBron LeBron. I wonder if he would go to L.A. with LeBron.
0: That's what I'm thinking. If... They miss out on the Kawhi and Paul George sweepstakes. I mean, getting Chris Paul and LeBron uh, is not a bad uh, Mm -hmm. setup if they have Kuzma and um, Ingram Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and someone else. They'll find a center. Um, But, yeah, so basically uh, I liked that backcourt of Smith and Doncic and then them throwing a max at a center. And then Trey Young is going with – I mean, he'll just be able to shoot whenever he wants. Yeah so Atlanta will be fun to watch I don't think they'll be any good but it'll be just be, it'll just be fun to see like a, a Steph Curry light 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 like just a just a shooting fest from Trey Young so I think it'll be fun so the, again my uh, ACC basketball uh, uh, fanatic uh, really absolutely loved the Lonnie Walker Mm-hmm. Spurs uh, the kid's freaky athletic and so watching uh, obviously my team play Louisville uh, the past couple of years I I got to watch uh, 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 Donovan Mitchell play a bunch and just athletic I didn't think Donovan Mitchell was going to be a star but I thought he was good and it's kind of what I it just I'm getting deja vu about Walker
1: I don't know much about him other than couple highlights I saw
0: I think him with Pop uh, could be a dangerous combo so I'm pretty excited about that one that's one of the ones that I was hoping the Thunder could somehow sneak in yeah. and grab when he started to drop to close to 19 or 20 range I was like oh, just find a way <laughs> to make it happen
1: so my least favorite pick was uh, Grayson Allen to the Jazz <laughs> I hate it <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't hate the Jazz any more
0: than I do right now after the postseason, I absolutely hate that they have Grayson Allen. Partly because, A, it's Grayson Allen and I hate him and I hate the Jazz. Like, having Grayson Allen and uh, Joe Ingles on the same uh-huh. floor, like, I, exactly. I just want Russ to punch both of them. Um, <laughs> but, uh, God, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be really great in that system.
1: He probably will.
0: It'll, uh,. it'll uh, make me angry for many years to come I'm sure
1: well I was going to text you but what about that Aaron Holliday, Drew Holliday's brother do you know much about him
0: I, I don't uh, but if he's anything like his brother's then he's probably going to be pretty decent I looked at his shooting splits and the, the kid was, uh, was uh, pretty solid um, he had some great three point percentage his overall efficiency rate was really good I think the knock on him was his size um, but uh, I felt really bad because he was like that one person besides uh, Michael Porter Jr., which I'm sure we'll talk about in a few minutes. That was just sitting there. He was in the. He got invited to go to New York, and he just didn't get picked till really, really late. Um, but I honestly love like if this kid's as efficient and turns into anything like one of his brothers, like a backcourt of him and that would be pretty enticing. Mm-hmm. Um. So to go to the Pacers, uh, I don't know much about him, but I thought it was uh, an interesting, cool pick that could pay
1: out. They could kind of use a point guard, too. What do they have, Collison, I think?
0: Yeah, I don't know how long they have him for, but I, I don't think they want to keep him
1: around for the no, long term. probably not. So were you surprised how far Porter dropped him? I was pretty surprised.
0: I was too, but honestly, once he once they started talking about it, it made sense. Uh, so, um, honestly, he was a the number one overall recruit. He won MVP of the McDonald's All-American game. Like, this kid could flat out ball, and he was in a bunch of these, uh, in the All-American game with a lot of the uh, guys from last year's draft. Um, so he was supposed to be better than All-American so the only thing that could have hindered this and like he's got great size he's only what 19 so I mean at 6 foot 7 6 foot 8 a small forward I mean he could grow another couple of inches and just be an absolute star because he can score and shoot there had to be something with his medical that scared the shit out of everybody else
2: mm-hmm.
0: it was kind of like the um, god what was his name he plays for the Raptors um, that rookie Oh, um, uh, O.G. Ananobi, yeah that's his name. And uh, I really wanted Thunder to, to go after him because the kid was a freak. And, I mean, he played great defense on LeBron during that sweep. I mean, remember that, that bank shot off the, yep. off the glass with like one second left? That was on O.G., and I thought O.G. played solid defense. It's mm-hmm.
2: just
0: LeBron's a master and uh, was playing out of his mind. Um, so he was supposed to go in the late lottery and he fell past the Thunder at 21 last year and I was mad that we took Ferguson over OJ but apparently his uh, medical stuff was crazy but he played this year Mm -hmm. Um, there was reports probably about an hour ago that said Michael Porter Jr. might not play next year, he might need a second back surgery to fix whatever's going on um but I mean, for that type of talent to fall that far down, you're kind of looking at a, an beat scenario. It's just, to pass up that talent, you almost have to just bite the bullet and be like, I don't care if you play next year, you could help us the next five years, six years, if we can re mm-hmm. um, So I, ah, I... oh, Still there? Yeah. Oh, okay, it said connection drop. I, don't know. I just felt like it was too good for uh, the Nuggets to pass up. Plus, what they have now is Wilson Chandler, and I think his deal's up this next year. So I, mean, I felt like it was a, a perfect match. Even if he kind of red shirts or sits out like Embiid did, I mean, two years from now he could be the star.
1: Yeah, I well, I feel like he could fit pretty well there too. So yeah. They could use him. Mean,
0: a... would, would you have taken him?
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to, I guess, see what is medical. I don't know if they were actually giving out all of his information or not.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's injury prone, but I mean, I don't know. A small forward that good. A small forward uh, is the position that wins you championships, a.k.a. LeBron, Kevin Durant. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really tempting. Alright, All right, so we did the draft. Is there anything else that you liked about the draft or want to talk about?
1: Mm, not really. I don't think so.
0: I'll say one last thing. The whole... Uh, God, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to butcher the names. I know Shams and Woj had an uh, agreement with ESPN because they're part of the affiliates that they would not tip what the picks would be prior to the picks. And I can't remember who the other reporter was. Maybe it was Mark Stein. I'm probably butchering it. People get mad at me. But there's one other uh, solid NBA reporter that for the first like two or three picks uh, sent out what the picks were going to be. And then Woj uh, and Shams just basically said, like, F it. We're going <laughs> to just start going with it. And I don't know if you followed Woj's tweets, but he was a little like, bit. Are locked in or zeroized or not gonna not pass up on and he just Mm -hmm. used like all the wording besides saying they're exactly gonna (laughs) pick it and it was pretty entertaining to watch
1: yeah I I noticed that after like middle first round that they started to do that it was kind of nice though because I wasn't I was kind of watching off and on so just check twitter I
0: can't remember who it was I think it was Atlanta and I'm gonna butcher this kid's name I I don't remember what he is, but kind of a... just He looks like a lanky white guy, uh, wing-ish type dude. And Atlanta was sitting at, I don't know, maybe 21? No, 19. And they, they were... I read the story on Bleach Report today. They were going to offer up a next first round in the future draft to switch with the Milwaukee Bucks uh, to get this kid. And I can't remember his name, but he's going to play... Uh, he's going to be a shooting guard beside trey young apparently this kid's just a really good three-point sniper um they were going to give up an extra pick to move down to trade with him uh and then apparently they saw a tweet on someone's phone that said that the uh the bucks were going to take di vincenzo and then they pulled the offer while they were on the phone with the bucks and said no we're good we don't want to make this trade anymore (laughs) so apparently the tweets like have cost people draft picks or future draft picks just because it spoils it for other teams because <laughs> imagine you could be like and like last year drafting Terrence Ferguson but someone thinks you're drafting I don't know I'm blanking all the names before him but Donovan Mitchell and they want to just throw extra picks at you and then a tweet drops from Woj or Shams that you are actually taking Terrence Ferguson the team's like no we don't need to make this trade anymore <laughs> So I thought that was An interesting tidbit
1: Anything else On the draft
0: No I'm, I'm all draft out It's time for Yeah the... I'm ready for Free agency
1: Me too So that's the first Right Uh
0: Yeah July 1st uh, And remember We got Paul George The night before oh, okay, yeah. If I'm correct The trade happened Before free agency Started Yeah so a uh, couple of days before teams can still make trades and everything so it could be an interesting time.
1: See what LeBron's probably going to take forever, which means Paul George is probably going to take his time.
0: I don't know about that. So I hope I'm not. skeptical about that. I'm'm I'm he- I'm hearing and reading and seeing that that um, that LeBron will take his time. Um, but he won't take as long as before. So he's going to make a decision, but he's not going to wait for every domino to fall, which is good because the free agency mm-hmm. basically stops uh, with LeBron.
1: Yep.
0: Um, so I don't know what's going to happen, but there's – so we can dive into this. The three big pieces and the one that we care about is, is Paul George. Uh, there was a big report last night that the Lakers had asked about Kawhi and yep. I think Ramona uh tweeted that, like, the Spurs like shut the door and said we don't want to talk to you which it makes sense obviously so everything aside the Spurs as an organization should take the best package possible for Kawhi if they can't prepare it which I'm still not 100% convinced that when you throw 218 million dollars on the table Pop and Kawhi can't hug it out and figure something out right. Um. but all that aside, if it's not the best package or it's semi-even, why would you give it to a team that's already got a bunch of championships that's really, really brash, already has tampering cases involved? Genie Buss was in New York while Kawhi was and tweeted out, like, super teams are coming. Like, I, they're doing some shady shit is all I'm saying, and it's rubbing people the wrong way, and they're, like, trying to poach all these all-stars and saying, like, we are going to get them. Um, so I can see like the Spurs being like if the package is even close if it's like I don't know Ball, Kuzma and someone else versus I don't know Kyrie in a pick or Sarich Covington, Fultz in a pick like I don't know why would you trade it to someone in your conference that will just beat you or help, you help form a super team and then beat you for six years to come and rub it in your face yep. like I would trade him to the east If it's even close, I would go out of conference so you just don't have to play them in the playoffs and have them talk shit to you. Um, So that's basically what the report came out, was like they're not interested in working with the Lakers, which I feel like a lot of teams feel that way because they're just so brash on everyone's coming here. And it's like, congrats, uh, you're if you get someone cool, that's fine. I get the uh, alert to L.A. I mean, I was just there a little while ago. I mean, it's beautiful. Um, but I don't know. When, when was the last big free agent you got? So we'll see. LeBron could go there. Uh, I still think he might. Um, but I don't know. So the Kawhi is the big domino. Uh, and so there's a bunch of ramifications. If they get Kawhi now, then they can sign... LeBron, and Paul George. Um, but depending on how much salary they take back, oh, th- this is even, we need a backup. Yeah, I was just going to say. Is absolutely terrible. And no team's going to want to, like, you're not going to throw Lonzo Ball, Kuzma, and Dang's contract <laughs> on. Like, when, when the Celtics or Boston can give you something, like, basically anchor-free, there's no dead weight. Um, so that's a huge uh, albatross in that. But if basically, if Kawhi goes there and the salaries don't completely match up, which there's some loopholes that since they have free cap space, they don't have to make it equal, Uh, and then LeBron goes there, if Paul George is the last domino to drop, they basically have to ask Paul George to take a discount. Uh, So does he want to not sign for the Max to go to L.A., but to be the third option on the team? I don't know. Uh, But that sounds less appealing. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know. So we're we're getting into the rumors, and there's still rumors that uh, just no one knows what LeBron's going to do. Where do you think he's going to go? Or what do you think his best situation is? Probably Philly. Or Boston, maybe. But Kyrie. (laughs) I've, I've thrown that out there to some of my uh, Thunder friends, and they basically tried to slap me. But I said, honestly, Kyrie's going to pitch it shit shit, but Boston is the best place for him to go.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's not it, extending his contract either, so...
0: Yeah, they'd have to find some way. It would either involve a Kyrie or Hayward trade, uh, plus some filler, but... Uh, and that would suck for Kyrie to get sent back to the Cavs. But uh, Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, LeBron James, Al Horford, that could beat the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm confident that could beat the Warriors. If there's a Marcus Smart off the bench um, and a Marcus Morris, Like I, I think that, that that's all switchy lineup
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, would be crazy. And I just don't – I think that works way better than the uh, Simmons-LeBron thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Plus Brad, uh, Brad Stevens.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I absolutely can coach the hell out of it. I, I don't like Brad Brown as a a coach in Philly, but uh, to have a point guard like Rozier who can hit seven threes in a playoff game versus Ben Simmons who can't shoot and needs the ball. I mean, LeBron had the ball pretty much the whole playoffs uh, for the Cavs. So I don't. I think the fit would be better in Boston. I think they could win against the Warriors. But I don't know. I think he might pick LA just because he likes LA and wants to start over. But I don't know. I still think if they can get a trade for a star, there's reports about them going up to Kemba Walker. I mean, to have, I think they would have to get rid of Sexton, who they drafted, but to have Kemba, LeBron, and Love, I think that would be a solid team. They wouldn't beat the Warriors, but, I mean, it would be better than what they had last
1: year. Mm-hmm. I saw Dwayne Wade said something like uh, his decision was going to come down to lifestyle and his family. hmm I guess that could mean it's L.A. Like, yeah. Or Cleveland, maybe. Okay.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of the two. I mean, they have houses in both, and there's rumors that his son's enrolled in, uh, schools in LA good basketball schools but honestly like no person's gonna tell LeBron your son can't enroll here he could enroll in every single school in every single NBA uh, city in the United States and then just withdraw because he's got a ton of money just keep his options open but I don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting Uh, I think Kawhi going to the, the uh Sixers would be interesting, or the Celtics. I mean, either one would be crazy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that would, that would be good. I mean, throw Kawhi on either one of those teams. I think they could uh, they could push the Warriors uh, in a game
1: or in a series. I'm sure Celtics will be sending another offer. They already did oh, yeah, they back at the yeah. deadline.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So why not? Like, we both have. Free agents that have talked about waiting This or one wants to get out, one says they want to wait and see how the season goes, aka Kyrie, but he's also got ties to New York, and why not just do like Kyrie and a pick or some other player and uh, Kawhi, straight up and let, just be like, look we can't promise you anything, but let Pop convince Kyrie through this year, kind of do a Paul George thing, like, convince him to stay um, which I, I could see the Spurs saying, no, we want a guaranteed thing, then I would ask for, I, I know they won't give up Jason Tatum, but I would take I would take Jalen Brown in the pick in a heartbeat.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Depending on how bad Kawhi's situation is, if I could get Jalen Brown, another player in the pick, like, I think Jalen Brown will be good. I like him a lot. I thought he was really good in the playoffs this year. Plus, you've got him under contract for three or four years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if we're diving too far down the rabbit hole. Do we want to talk about all the, uh, the Paul George stuff now? Sure. I think that's what everyone yeah. wants to hear. Yeah. Um, so the way the season ended did not look good for the Thunder, especially with what people were saying during the year, that he was basically going to go to L.A., and then he said a bunch of great things about the Thunder. But, I mean, we've heard it before, but Paul George has been open and sincere about it. Um. And then the season ended, in the first round and I'll be honest I kind of thought it was a wrap and then I slowly got optimistic and now I'm still optimistic a little bit more than I was but a lot of good things are coming up about the Thunder and honestly it could all be lip service and he's basically said like he likes the Thunder but he likes LA so it could be either one um, realistically and I, we can't be mad at him if he wants to go back home
2: yeah
0: and he never asked to come here so i completely understand that uh, train of thought but i mean after all this uh this news that's coming up it's it's not a bad thing, and so we've heard from local Thunder reporters that Paul George is uh, he's happy here, and he likes Westbrook, which is good, but I mean, honestly, you know, they're all biased, as am I, but to hear, like, Woj and Shams and Stein start to say, like, this is picking up steam, he he is happy, it's just nice to have real solid, uh, trusted reporters coming on saying they're not saying ours aren't, but um, national media. So now they're even starting to spit around contract stuff. Have you seen any of the stuff about that?
1: Well, a little bit, not, not a lot. I saw uh, Stein what he said.
0: The the one plus one. Yeah. It makes a ton of sense to max out what he can now, give him an option for next year, but honestly, if he stays in OKC for two years, then he hits that 10-year mark where he can make that, that not super max, but that 10-year max where he can hit 35% of the salary cap. So it makes sense. And I've been saying this for a while, like don't underestimate the value of Andre Robertson. Made Paul George's life easier, made him what he's best at is like a help defender he's a great primary defender but he is great in the passing lanes and then getting steals when he can gamble because he gambles correctly um so it made him like it made robertson was obviously leading candidate for depoy and then it had paul george as number two and paul george was leading the league in steals and deflections and stuff like that um So I I feel like that's significant, and he's talked about it a couple of times. And then his friendship with Russ uh, shouldn't be the end all be all, but the fact that they're hanging out together, doing birthday parties together. The Thunder were out. Half the Thunder were not at the draft because they were out at the at Paul George's surprise party. I mean, these aren't bad things. These are all things that help the Thunder. Mm -hmm. And I really trust Royce, and Royce broke it down on the uh, Dream Team podcast the other day and said like. there's no guarantees in this day. We don't even know what he's thinking right now, but the fact that national media are starting to say, like, we can kind of say that the Thunder are now the leader in the clubhouse, that even these Laker local reports are coming out with, like, what if we don't get Paul George? uh, It's better than any situation we could have hoped for going into it.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Standard Thunder talk, I will say cautious optimism. But I mean, if you really want to get stalkerish, which I have, I've seen on Twitter, like all of his Snapchats, like his daughter's wearing Thunder gear, he's wearing Thunder shorts. Um, so it's, it's just, it's just good to be in this position after how crappy the season went, I guess.
1: Exactly. I, after, I was pretty sure he was gone right after they lost. But...
0: <laughs> yeah, we, I'm pretty sure we had a blow it up podcast or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Uh, so do we want to talk about the, uh, the worst case scenario?
1: Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, let's go for it. I
0: know you're not happy about it, and I'm not happy about it either, but can I just pitch this idea out here? Yeah. This, This lineup of Russ, Terrence Ferguson, Andre Robertson, Jeremy Grant. Because obviously, if he's gone and then we buy out, if Paul George is gone, we buy out and we're just going to throw a bunch of money at Grant and Steven Adams, just like the ridiculous all dunk transition lineup. <laughs> the worst three point shooting team in the league. <laughs>
1: but That'd be fun, though.
0: It would just be an all dunk lineup. <laughs> it's pretty terrible and it's pretty depressing, but I don't know. Just, just think about it <laughs> as a Thunder fan. Could pick up Aaron Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Throw okay. him in there. Oh, that would be great. I think he's a free agent this year, so we don't have any money to sign. Yeah, we don't. But... To sign and trade. Right. But absolutely. We probably won't make the playoffs or we'll make the eight seed or the seven seed at best. But, uh, just the number of sheer dunks from Jeremy Grant and T and Russ uh, will be crazy. So just without going into details or logistics that that would be the doomsday scenario unless we keep Mellow as well um,
1: that would be interesting that would be uh I don't even know how that lineup would
0: look Russ T-Ferg or Breenis I guess Robertson Mellow Adams so it would be everyone running down the court except for Mellow trailing and then catching a, a pass from the trail uh from Russ and then breaking a three
1: what do you think about uh, Grant and Felton do you think we're going to be able to re-sign down if we bring back <sighs> both of them I don't even know yeah, what I, Felton's I, worth
0: I, I think I think the Thunder plan on okay so we saw what Presti did in this draft and we've seen how Presty treats first round picks like he gave one up for Cantor. Um, he actually gave one up for Grant in the trade. Um, so I don't see – I think Presti gave that up and, for the intention of keeping Grant long-term. Obviously, Paul George and Mello, the what the, the deal on the table for Paul George that's rumored is $30 million this year, $32 million next year. Um, and then Mel is $28 million, so you're looking at like $58 million for next year between the two of them if they come back. Obviously that throws a wrench into paying Jeremy Grant, but I um, said if Paul George comes back, they'll be a tax team, so I I don't see Presti giving up a first-round pick and letting Jeremy Grant go that easily, especially when he's what Presti likes, a long, lanky, switchable defender. Um that actually played really well. The second half of the season became a like I, I don't know. I'm not against him if things blow up and people go like, I I just said it like I want him in the starting lineup somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, he might not be able to shoot threes, but like we saw how well he got at driving to the basket and drawing fouls and getting to the free throw line. Uh, that accounts for something. So, I just don't see them letting him walk. Uh, unless there's some sort of terrible situation, but I think they're going to throw money his way. Uh, Felton said he wanted to come back. It just, I don't know. It just depends on what they want out of their backup point guard. I liked Felton. I thought he played great. I would take him uh, back in a
1: heartbeat if he wants to do the uh, minimum again. That's what I was going to ask. What he was last year. That's what I thought. I think
0: he was. I think he was a minimum. Yeah. But then it gets down to like. If he asked for anything more than that, and we're already a super luxury tax team, that minimum of like I don't know two point five three million could easily become ten to twelve million in luxury tax. Right. Yeah. So, you gotta. I guess that's a that's an ownership question. <laughs> While they have their checkbook out. So I don't know. Would you want him back?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think he would fit pretty well. I like them both, actually. I like Felton, too, a lot. I know a lot of people don't like him, but... He's a lot better than anything we've had in a while. Yeah. Especially <laughs> last... You're yeah. yeah. You were getting to it. You can go ahead and say <laughs> Especially from uh, Christian. What is it? Smogier? <laughs> what? Smog? Yeah. You were right on the money. I was like, if anyone hates Felton, why don't
0: you go back and watch the Houston Rockets? <laughs> oh, that killed me. <laughs> two years ago. And, and tell me... Shelton's not a god to you, now. He was—he was such an upbreak. Mm-hmm. Yes, he took a lot of uh, questionable shots, but sometimes <laughs> he started
1: making them. Uh, right. I don't know. I liked him. I thought he was.
0: Uh, I thought he tried on defense too. So I don't know. I liked the effort. And uh, when when Shelton got hot, he won us a couple of games where he just. He came in in the third quarter and hit, like, three really terrible threes in a row. <laughs> but I, I also don't want to underestimate I think he's good in the locker room, with, uh, especially there's, like, quotes and stories of him going. And instead of, like, shooting with Russ and Melo and PG when they play the little one-on-one game, he was over there with Houston and Abrinas and T-Ferg. Um, so I don't know. I think he's got a leadership presence as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what else you got? Anything else you uh?
1: This is off subject, but I was gonna ask you who uh, what was that trade with the Minnesota Timberwolves from where we gave them our first rounder? I Can't remember.
0: I think it was Cantor, and I think it went to the Jazz, and then the Jazz traded them oh, okay. traded for Rubio.
1: Oh yes. <laughs> so, I was, so trying was trying to figure that, that out
0: first-round pick for the Timberwolves this year was for the guy that killed the Thunder in the playoffs <laughs> this year. Not second guy that killed the Thunder in the playoffs. Uh, not, not Donovan
1: Mitchell, but Rubio definitely uh, calls the Thunder uh, at least a game or two. I thought that was a typo for sure. I, I couldn't remember.
0: Yeah, I think that's what it was. Don't quote me. I'm, I'm reaching for this one. But I it do sounds think right, yeah. Rubio trade. The, the Cantor... The Jazz, the Jazz, Rubio, uh, Williams trade.
1: That sounds right, yeah.
0: <sighs> Which is frustrating, and it's funny how, huh? <laughs> and then we traded Cantor for Melo, so Melo beat Rubio in the playoffs this year. We know who won that debate. <laughs> <laughs> Again, OKC lost that
1: battle. And then the other thing you were gonna tell me something about uh, Dion Waiters. Oh, okay. So this is not this is
0: this is my super dream uh, just because I absolutely loved Dion uh, when he was here at OKC. I was part of the. I planted a huge flag. I'd buy real estate on Dion all day <laughs> every day. Uh, just his cockiness, uh, but he played great, uh, great effort defense when he was here with the Thunder against the Warriors. Like he was a huge piece to that. Mm-hmm. Um, Granted, I get all of his problems, all of his shitty shots, and Eddie he thinks he's really good at step back twos, But guess what? So does Melo. Um, but Deion actually was a serviceable defender against the Warriors. Uh, like, if you don't doubt, like if you doubt me, go back and watch some highlights. Waiters played great defense on Curry and uh, and Clay Thompson uh, during that series, um, and he came off the bench and was willing to do it. So, listening to Down to Dunk and uh, Dream Team, they keep talking about uh, options for Mello, where Mello will waive his no trade clause and where teams that want salary dumps to go. Um, And they've mentioned this once, but the overall sticking point that they've talked about is the two Johnsons, I think it's James Johnson and Tyler Johnson, are getting like 10 to 17 million in the next two years. So, if the if the Thunder would trade and Carmelo would sign his no trade clause to go to Miami to hang out with Dwayne Wade, if he comes mm-hmm. back uh, to play in that system to live that lifestyle, which um, he, I know he loves. We, we see Instagram pictures of him smoking cigars and stuff like that. And <laughs> love Miami, um, And we took back Tyler Johnson and James Johnson. Uh, we would take on like, I don't know, 20 to 25 million over the next two or three years. I mean, Per year over the next couple of years. Um, and then Mello would get a year of him living that lifestyle, playing for the Heat, uh, and then uh, would come off their books. So basically a salary dump for the Heat. Um, but my, they have mentioned it once, but ever since I heard that option, I immediately was like, F one of the Johnsons, give me Dion Waders, I'll take that back in August. And uh, I've heard them mention it once, and basically, like they they kind of feel like they overpaid Dion Waiters too. And I was like, if there's anyone that I will overpay, I'll take Dion back in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, to have
0: him be our sixth man off the bench, or I don't know if Robertson doesn't come back healthy. Why not Russ, Dion, Paul George, <laughs> Patterson slash Grant, and Adams like tickets I'll take the cruise to Waiters Island again well, so that, that is my hypothetical instead of two Johnsons I want a Johnson <laughs> to a Waiters and I know that quote was uh, questionable and I stand by it mm-hmm. so th- that was my weird uh, crazy uh, thought process on if Mello would waive his no trade clause I mean maybe to Cleveland if uh, LeBron stays uh, but then we're going to have to take back something crappy like George Hill and Jarrett Smith or something like that, which I don't want to do. Um, I'd rather keep Mello and hope that Billy Donovan has a quicker leash on pulling him or that, that starter scenario I talked about. I don't want George Hill and Tristan Thompson or Dion Waiters for a couple of years. I'd rather Mello come off the books next year and have more flexibility. Um, and I don't want Ryan Anderson. Although, Uh, In the playoffs, Ryan Anderson probably would have helped more because you can bench Ryan Anderson. Exactly. (laughs) You can't can't bench (laughs) Melo, and he's cheaper than Melo. But for another twenty years, uh, the following or twenty million the next uh, year afterwards, I don't want Ryan Anderson at all. Um, So I don't know. Like the only place where I can see like a no trade clause waving happen and getting someone back that I absolutely love (laughs) is Miami Heat. I love
1: Waiters. Yeah, I liked I liked him a lot too. How did him and Russ get along? I know him and KD were friends.
0: Yeah, I think him and Russ were good friends too. Uh, they had to they had to announce uh, Waiters' rights uh, to be unrestricted free agent. He was going to be restricted, and they intended on trying to keep him. But in order to give Russ that extension, yeah, uh, Max, they had to announce him. But uh, everything that I heard from Royce and everything while I was uh, reading up on this, like, they wanted to keep Waiters because he was a big part of that, that run. So it was just like a casualty of war to, to get Westbrook to sign that extension, which was obviously the priority when the, the sky was falling when KD left.
1: Didn't he sign really cheap with Miami, like 2.5 or something? Or am I... No.
0: Yeah, yeah, that last year... He, yeah, he signed like a one year at the uh, the minimum. And then yeah. I can't remember what he's
1: making now, but he signed a two or three year deal. Yeah. But he's making a lot, a lot, lot Well, yeah. But I would take him back in a heartbeat. Yeah, me too. I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? What do we got? Any other free agents that we can get if uh George and Mel are out? <laughs> we still don't have the
0: canner to
1: come back <laughs> i take him back
0: he's got a really weird uh, uh affection with okc i honestly wouldn't put it past him if okc would do like the the mid-level for more years he said he wants a, a longer contract um, i think he's gonna resign with new york i think he's just playing because he posts all those weird opt-in or opt-out things yeah. on twitter um I think OKC needs a wing scorer. Um, I don't think we need another big man that can't play against the Warriors and the Rockets, but I think Kanner would have probably have won us more games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, just being that that bench uh, scorer and the fact that we can bench him in the playoffs and
1: play Patterson and Grant. Yeah. All right. What do you think about uh, Jamal Crawford and Rudy Gay opting out? Where do you think they're going to go? Hopefully not the Warriors for cheap.
0: Yeah, that's probably exactly where both of them are going. Now that Swaggy P wants to legalize cocaine, they're probably going to cut yeah. him and uh, crazy. But for eight million dollars, I don't know. I would I would probably give up a Venus or two Pat or both to get Lou Williams on a three-year deal. Yeah. For 24 million over three years. Like, I don't know. I just feel like Lou Williams can play besides Westbrook. He can be our sixth man. Like, that is like my ultimate. Some change. And with players that don't. Uh, or with players and teams not having a lot of free cap space, we could probably get someone for that. I don't really know who right now, but I mean, like, Avery Bradley's coming off a, a season-ending injury and he had a bad year. Like, who's to say he's going to get more than $6 million? Like, he could come. Uh, we could probably snag him for that. So I don't know. If you if you have a choice between Avery Bradley and he's 80 or 90% of what he was versus Cantor, You probably have to go with Bradley because he can defend more and shoot threes a little bit.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: So, I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know. My ultimate dream is to get
1: uh, Lou Williams. So you think we're going to roll with uh, Dakari Johnson then again as our backup center? I honestly think Jeremy Grant. I think they're gonna resign. Grant. Oh yeah, we could. Yeah, use him as the backup.
0: Mhm. I mean, you can use him. He's not great at the three, but I mean, he he's pretty switchable. Uh, across the front court and then uh, small forward a little bit. Um, so that just gives you so many options, and you can just even if it's like a like the Brad Stevens thing, like. It's a positionless game at this point. You could just throw a crazy weird lineup of just length and athleticism and let Grant be out there in one of those three positions. So, I don't know. I, I, don't, think, I don't see Dakari playing for the Thunder
1: much more. Yeah, I don't think so either. What about... I
0: mean, like, Brooke, Brooke Lopez is going to be a free agent. I mean, there's, there's some interesting big men. I mean, Dwight Howard... I don't want him because he's a, apparently a cancer in the locker room, but there's some big, like New Orleans Noel, again, kind of a cancerous locker room, but I would, I, I, I still think New Orleans can be good. I think Dallas kind of buried him because of his attitude, but if he joins a team that's a contender that he knows he needs to like buckle down and play for, like I would love to have him, although his, uh, his personality and history... Presti probably won't get him but you could do
1: something like that Corey Brewer too I don't think we're going to get him back
0: no I think he's I think he's gone I think that was a fun experiment I think Houston is gone too and honestly that's just me selfishly like I don't know go to the Spurs average 20 minutes a night and put up 15 (laughs) points a game like I feel like the Thunder have managed him wrong and I I don't know. I just feel like he deserves a shot, he's not getting it here no in OKC.
1: I agree. Yeah. Anything else?
0: Uh, I just have one more little tidbit that I picked up, and again, uh, this got me thinking. Uh, so this is complete credit to Royce Young. I think it was on the on the radio. While I was driving home. It might have been on one of the Dream Team podcasts, but they were talking about the. Uh, and I know there's a lot of heartburn about whether Billy Donovan should be fired or uh, stay. And I know I texted you about this. That there's a, there's a, a theory behind this, and it kind of solidified what I was thinking. Dwayne Casey was on the last year of his deal. So he was uh, going to coach the 18-19 season, uh, but then his deal was done. And he was looking for a contract extension. Um, And I think if I'm correct, that's kind of what uh, Scotty Brooks was up against. Um, So a lot of these coaches, when they're in the last year of their deal, they want the team to pony up and give them an extension and a raise before the end of the – or before the upcoming season, like show some faith in me. Um, And apparently this is kind of what's been happening around the league. If the coaches on the last year of his deal – and they don't know if they want to keep him, then they just fire him and pay him that last year, and it's it's kind of no harm, no foul. Um, and then if the, the coach coaches that last season, but the team doesn't re-up his deal, he kind of knows, like, oh, they don't trust me. They're thinking about starting over, and it just causes drama. Um, so the interesting part of that is Billy Donovan's next year, uh, he'll be on his... Uh, I think this is his, coming after this year he'll be on his final year uh, so he could have an extension. So a lot of people were talking, they weren't happy with Billy Donovan or they thought he should be fired. And I think it's two prongs, Uh, the Thunder are a luxury tax team if they all come back, so paying Billy Donovan, I don't know what he's making, but 12 to 14 million dollars to go away is basically half a mello salary if we're paying him to go away. there's a lot of extra money to get rid of. So I think if anything's going to happen with Billy, it's going to be after this season. So I think financially it makes sense to keep Billy this season uh, and then uh, in the last year of his deal, uh, figure out what to do with him. And then I think the other half of it is Paul George has been very, very uh, high on Billy Donovan. told or interview, interviews said that he's a great coach. He's a very smart coach. And from everything I've heard, Russ loves Billy Donovan so even though I I completely think he mismanaged uh, the jazz series and got out coach um, I think the fact that the players love him and that it's financially beneficial to keep him one more year was the reason why no changes happened or there's no rumors I don't know if I explained that correctly or if that makes sense but, yeah it does. Um, that's kind of what I was thinking. So next year, uh, even if Paul George is around, Russell's around, I think that's the, the deciding year for Billy Donovan. Um, so I, I think this is uh, his last chance. If he does well, then we could see him around for a while. If not, then this would be the year to uh, get rid of him this next offseason. Um, So I just wanted to talk about that because uh, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter. Like, people were mad that Preston immediately said Billy Donovan was coming back. Um, And then another note, like, you saw how much Carmelo Anthony bitched after one game. The closeout game, he didn't play as much as he wanted to. Well, I guess game five, too. Um, But can you imagine benching him, like, in January, how much drama it would cause the rest of the year? Yeah. And so there's a lot of egos in that locker room especially Carmelo being the biggest so for him to kind of navigate that as well as he did until the very last game of the season um, Billy Donovan's had a, a tough job to go from KD and Russ when I mean, KD's a free agent to just Russ uh, when he could be a free agent if he doesn't want to re resign uh, the extension to Russ Paul George and Melo when Melo uh i'm not saying he's a diva but he's got a he's got a reputation uh that maybe exceeds his playing capabilities right now and paul george is a free agent coming up so billy donovan's kind of had no continuity and he's been in a tough spot so i think he's had a rough job and i i think he's he's obviously made some mistakes this year but uh, i think the players at least the all stars like him and uh He'll be around until the end of next
1: season, depending on how this season goes. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh there's some things I didn't like about him, but yeah, tough job, and all the all the other moves too, even on the bench and the uh, uh what was I gonna say? Oh, Robertson out, kind of yeah. hurt him a lot too. I would, I
0: would almost call that a bigger knock on Billy. Like, you had a month and a half to figure out what the hell to do without Robertson, and y'all didn't figure it out. Um, like, you should be able to find a way to actually get continuity and traction uh, as a team minus your best defender. Uh, but they didn't figure it out in that month and a half. So that's actually one of the reasons why I, I didn't like how Billy coached uh, the end of the season. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, like, yeah, he lost his, his best player in KD. I had to convince – or basically show Russ that uh, he could let him do his thing and they could be successful and basically be a part of convincing Russ to sign an extension Then take on Melo, who's not as good as he once was but still thinks he can be once, um, and Paul George as a free agent, and then losing his best defender. So, I mean, that's a tough road to go. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I think this is make or break. But if things don't go well this season, I'm I'm gonna call it now. Billy Donovan will not be back uh, for 2020.
1: I agree. Anything else?
0: That's all I got. I feel like I feel like I ramble uh, a whole bunch, and I apologize. Oh, no, it was good. Sorry. We, we haven't done this in a while, and I ha- yep. have, like, a list, a running list of stuff to talk about, yeah. Since we've, we've got this open text line where we, we, we come up with ideas, and then life happens, and we can't actually talk about it. Yep. But uh, let's try and do this again uh, Monday or Tuesday, because we'll, we'll have the final say on uh, Carmelo Anthony, and then I'm sure we'll hear some little tidbits this week on what's starting to drop with free agency.
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: Oh, uh, sidebar real quick. I don't want to go into a deep discussion. I'm pretty excited about uh, Summer League now uh, with the the three new guys and just to see how T-Ford does against uh, uh, Summer League players. I just want to see him destroy everybody and just win the dunk all the time.
1: Yeah, that should be interesting. Is it Breenis? Breenis isn't going to play again, is he? No, he's not going to play.
0: Um but it, they'll be on TV, so I plan on watching them if I can. And I'm sure we can talk about that if uh, if T-Ferg's taking that next step that we need him to.
1: Yeah, when does that, does that start, next week or two weeks? I think it's like, don't quote
0: me on this, but I think it's like July oh. 7th or, oh, okay. like, beginning of the second week of July in Vegas. Um, but there's four games that are on, uh, I think it's on national TV or ESPNU. Um, and the Thunder games are all televised, and then if they obviously win a couple of games, they go into the, I don't know, NBA Summer League playoffs.
1: That should be fun.
0: Yeah, I just want to see how T-shirt does, And these new guys, if they're actually any good.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. Sounds good, Try
0: for... well, This is fun, and uh, we'll, we'll do this again beginning of next week. Yeah,
1: sounds good. Take care. All right, man. All right, take it easy. You too. Thank you